the Bible Study Podcast, episode 319. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a study of the Gospel of John. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we get into a study on the Gospel of John, I want to talk about John versus the Synoptic Gospels, and that is the Gospels Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the Synoptic Gospels. They tend to try and deal with Jesus' ministry in what we believe is a chronological fashion, and they're written to three different audiences, Mark being the first one written, written really to the Romans, and then Matthew and Luke being written sometime later, Matthew to the Jews and Luke to the Greeks or to the people who are not originally Jewish. And then John is different because John is written later on and it's written to the Christians and it assumes that you have read at least one of the other Gospels. And so John talks more about the why things happen than necessarily the how. I mean, he'll still do a lot of that, but... I would suggest if you haven't read one of the other Gospels that you do that before you listen to this series. And we've done a study, for instance, on the Gospel of Luke, I believe, on the Bible Study Podcast. But it would be good to have that knowledge and then to hear this. John 1, the Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So if we compare this to the beginning of the other Gospels, we get two of the Gospels that start with the Christmas story and start with the birth of Jesus, Matthew and Luke, and then we get Mark who starts with John the Baptist, which is where we're about to go. But John 1 is different because John 1 is almost a parallel passage to Genesis 1. At this point, we're retelling the creation story, but we're doing it through the eyes of being a Christian. And we're seeing how in Genesis, we saw creation come through the word of God. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And one of the phrases we use for the Holy Spirit, it turns out also, is the breath. And we see both in Genesis that God speaks the word and then he breathes life, for instance, into Adam. And so as John looks back on that story, he tells it with this Christian lens that says that Jesus, the word, has been around since the beginning. He was with God in the beginning and he was God. And that without him, Nothing was made that has been made. And we see similar language in Paul's letters, too, about Jesus. And so this is something that relatively early on the church has come to understand. Now, John's gospel is the latest of these gospels. So his understanding is probably going to be a little more complete. And then also one of the things that we see is John will have spent a lot of time dealing with some of the original heresies that start to come up. And so some of the things that John say may be in reaction to some of those like the Gnostics, for instance, who talk about secret knowledge and things like that. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And so he talks about Jesus, and though he hasn't used the word yet, as being a singular person within the history of all mankind. And so we start with what we will learn to be the supremacy of Jesus here right in John 1. 
And then John starts to tell the story of John the Baptist, as the other Gospels do. But he's doing this within this context of the retelling of creation story and Jesus' role in it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true God that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God." Now, the first part of that, when he's telling the story of John, one thing that we need to remember about this John versus the John that he's talking about, John the Baptist, is that this John was a disciple of John the Baptist. And so this is someone who understood John. This is someone who knew John. And so as he's talking about John the Baptist, he's saying, we have the light, the light who is there from creation, the word. And then we have John the Baptist who has come to testify to the light. He himself, not the light. And and that echoes what we see John the Baptist say in the other synoptic gospels, which John, the author of the gospel, does not repeat. His sandal I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with fire and the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist knew that he was not the Messiah. And John, the writer of the gospel, says the same. But he says he created the world, but when he came, the world didn't recognize him. But many did, and to those people he's given the right to become the children of God. And right is an interesting word there, and right is something that implies the authority of the Son of God. And so he has given them the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent. And at the time that John is writing, much of the church is still going to be Jewish, but so much of the church now is not by that time. Remember the first 10 years after Jesus' death and resurrection, the church is Jewish, and the understanding is you need to be Jewish to be a Christian. But that has changed, and by the time John writes his gospel decades later, the church is a mixture of backgrounds, including people who have been born into the Christian faith, that their parents and their grandparents, even by that time, were Christian. And so they didn't have necessarily this Jewish heritage in the same way, or they came from other things, or they were some combination. So that Christianity and Christian, both the term is being used now, but also that identity has already started to form. As John thinks about those who believed, he has particular people in mind. This is not an arbitrary or abstract thing to him, and he has also seen much of his people reject Jesus. Like Paul in his letters, he may also long to see the people of Israel accept Jesus as the Messiah. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so finally, at this point here in verse 14, does John get to incarnation, get to Jesus, this Jesus. And again, he hasn't even used the word yet. That's going to come a little while later. But the word 
who was with God, who was God, who created with God, became flesh and dwelt among us, became Emmanuel, God with us. And he said, we have seen his glory. And he's talking for himself and the other eyewitnesses. And by the time he's writing this, many of the eyewitnesses from Jesus' earthly ministry would no longer be around, some through to persecution and some just age, because he is writing this again as the fourth of the four Gospels. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. And so finally here, by the time we get to verse 17, we get the revelation that who John is talking about here is the Lamb of God, is Jesus, the Son of God, the Word made flesh. And that he is again as we were told in verse 1, he is singular. He is the one and only Son who is himself God. And so, again, the supremacy of the role of Jesus within this whole book that John is about to talk about starts here in these first 18 verses. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.